millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Treasures, a actual play podcast of the role-playing game Relics, a game of angels, which, as we are recording now, is on Kickstarter and has just hit its goal and is inching its way towards its first stretch goal. But if you're listening to us ah! now, it's much later on from then. Hopefully, we've made a, a, a stack of money and we're beavering away on Kickstarter stretch goals for you right now. In the meantime, we'll be continuing our podcast uh, of actual play. Uh, we won't be continuing with the story uh, this episode because we're bringing in a new character as we're going to be changing the lineup just slightly. So we'll be doing some character generation with our new player, Jess. Say hello, Jess. Hello. Fantastic. And also here we have Andrew Chergwin. Hi. Cody Smith. Meh. <laughs> and Jake Nelson. Yeah, well, that's your... All right, um, we will be uh, doing some character generation, yes, once again, for Jess, who's making up a new angel. Uh, I should point out, of course, my name is Steve D, uh, and I am the uh, rules master and uh, writer of the game and uh, the voice of the rules and setting, chiming in when things are needed, um, and also talking uh, Jess through the character generation today. She's going to be making up a, an angel of an Isha aspect who serves the uh, Herald of Barakiel, the Angel of Intercession. So uh, we know that she's someone who's very interested in, in travel and moving around on the Earth. And I believe she fell to Earth in the 15th, uh, somewhere around the 17th, early 17th century or late 16th century. Um, let me just get a date. It was something about Peter the Great. Um, Side while you look, Steve. Um, uh, props uh, to, for kicking this whole thing off have to go to our, our, our erstwhile dealer, uh, Ethan, who has uh, unfortunately had to leave us. Yes. Um, because of because he, his home planet needed him. Yeah, uh, very much like the the Poochie of of literary fame, Ethan has returned to his his home planet, and um, yes, uh, late. Oh God, he didn't die along the way, did he? I, I, I don't think so. Um, oh. he's, he's fine last time I saw him. And it was the late 17th century that that, um, that the English King William III um, invited Peter the Great, the Tsar of Russia, to come uh, and join him in England. Um, and somewhere around there is, is where we pick up the story of this angel. But we need to know, step three of your character narration is figuring out why you descended to Earth. Um, and... I wonder if you have if you have an idea or if you can draw a card for us, Jess. So we're on page. Okay, so I have drawn a card and it is 
number 13, which makes that atonement. Yes. You did something wrong. Uh, you committed some atrocity or you were so close that the guilt is yours to share. Um, you have come to earth to repent. I feel like my character would be guilty. I feel like guilt would play a big part in this. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We'll find out what you might be guilty of in the future. Um, it may have something to do with why you came to Earth or when you came to Earth. Um, the next it's step... It's a secret. It, it could be, yeah. Excellent. Secrets a- are good. A- aggra- aggravated jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> Not paying an overdue fine. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Probably on the library book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's b- big beef going on with Harahel. Um, Mystery's greatest monster. <laughs> we need to know your mission on Earth. We have, um, what have we got? Rose is obviously from the helm. Uh, Charles is all about the Sword of Wrath and killing demons. Veronica is very much an armor of righteousness person, working with humans. Um, what was Harahel's? Oh, Harahel was a belt, wasn't she? The belt of truth, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, feel free to draw a randomly again on page 46 or pick a mission that you think suits your tone. Okay, so I'm thinking humility probably isn't a go based on what I'm thinking, but basically because my character has a streak of mischievousness about them. Humility, like humility that. is a is a broad concept. It's humi- um, I, I, a classic member of the Boots of Humility would be Lucifer from the from the TV show. He's not a humble person, but he gave away his celestialness and wants to be as human as possible. So, I do like that actually. Yeah. So the boots don't have to be meek and mild. Okay, well then in that case I might go the boots because um, it didn't seem like anyone else had that aspect. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is correct, Wonderful. yes. Boots of humility. Yeah, they, they, they believe that fundamentally the, the, an angel's goal is to, to at least leave humans to their own fate um, to some extent. And, and any interaction to be done with them in the, in the spirit of, of joining them as opposed to ruling over them. Um, oh yes, my angel wants to be part of the fun. Fantastic. Yep. Um, we know you have a dominion of uh, excel uh, of intercession from your um, archangel Barakiel. You can pick a second dominion, um, but the next part of character generation is figuring out what your relic is, and uh, then we'll be able to add some powers to that later. Um, so yes, angels always have at least one one dominion. They can have a second one, um, and the miracles that you can do will will, will be revealed. We'll, we'll we can um, add some of those uh, with later on. But first, we want to think about what your relic might be. Now we know you came down um, to choose it. We, we can come back to it. But yes, your relic your relic is uh, decided on on page fifty. Uh, but before that, you might want to look at your your historical experiences on Earth to determine what your relic might be. Because it is often something that reflects that first arrival. 
Um, so would you like to look at your relic now? Would you want to look at your uh, just your your earthly experiences? Clearly, your relic is the uh, the tag that you ripped off the mattress, which is why you're feeling so guilty and you just had to come down here. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, that that's actually totally the kind of thing I would do. I'll I have a Fabergé egg just to see if you can keep it safe. Fabergé. I don't know how early Fabergé eggs were created, but I love the idea. Like, yeah. if Fabergé eggs work with that time period, yes. Otherwise, like the I, ultimate egg drop challenge. Yeah. Otherwise, I drew um, uh, number nine, so it was a symbol of faith. And I actually know a bit about Russian Orthodoxy simply because I studied Russian history at university, and they are big on their bling. Oh, so yes. some kind of cross or holy relic or holy icon that is holy to the Russian Orthodox Church that I am involved in as well. I kind of like the idea of that kind of fitting in with what I was talking about before um, with, about Peter. Yep. Fantastic. And there's as lots an aside, of... Yep. Sorry. Right. No, as an aside, virtually all Fabergé eggs were manufactured under the supervision of Peter Carl Fabergé between 1885 and 1917. Yeah, before he went into jeans. Um, yeah. <laughs> there were 69 of them and only 57 survived. It's a good choice for being a relic, and relics don't have to be contemporaneous... Um, of the time period. It's possible you carried it around the whole time and then someone went, we should make more of those. Those are amazing. Um, like the doctor inventing the banana daiquiri too early. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. Yep. I, I want to, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by this Fabergé egg idea now. Actually. Fantastic. All right. So. Just, I will just pause one moment to note that, uh, that there were as many as 69 Fabergé eggs. Nice. 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 Um, it's the nicest number. Um, so, we know we had a Fabergé egg of some sort, uh, and you arrived, we know, in somewhere in, uh, around the 6th, oh, well, was, was, was your arrival, I believe, between 1500 and 1700, uh, common era? Somewhere in there? Uh, yes. Yep. That was my arrival, so I'd like to say probably, uh, the 1600s sometime. Yep. Just to make it nice and tough. And and somewhere in Russia, we might assume, in the Russian Empire. The Fantastic. Um, now the next step is then your your angelic work, the thing that you created in creation as an angel, and then your historical impact, um, which might have something to do with with uh, diverting the history of Russia or something. Um, it is, uh, yeah, so again, we, well, this is looking for suits rather than from the major arcana. Um, okay, so I got cups. Cups, which means you, uh, created an emotion, a thought, an abstract concept, belief, or idea. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, there's... The suit of cups is all about emotions, so yes, that um, ties in very nicely with whoever wrote this. <laughs> um, I 
think maybe like what I was thinking, I was kind of involved in pushing Russia outside of its comfort zone as yep. um, it, it was very much um, focused on itself, whereas in that period of history, that was when Russia started to like look outside of Russia for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So um, I guess maybe a, a belief that even though Russia is the centre of the world, the centre of the universe, as it were, you can take ideas from other people and it's okay. Yeah, the, the, the sense of maybe you invented like exploration, curiosity, um, the sense of... of um, of, of tourism, sort of that concept of of wanting to experience other things. I'm trying to think if there's a single word for it. Um, wanderlust. Wanderlust is sort of like I just want to walk around, as opposed to I want to go and experience new things. Yeah. Um, It'd be the classic definition of hedonism, like the super classic one. Not mm, the... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a word in German for it, but um, yep. unfortunately I don't actually speak any German, so I, I can't help oh, yeah. out here. Yeah, must German be 17 syllables. The desire for new experiences and, and new things um, is something that you created, yeah. Or outside experiences, perhaps. Um, yeah, fun fact about um, the Russian court not long after that is more members of the, the Russian court spoke French rather than Russian, to the point where a lot of Russian nobles couldn't speak Russian. Yep, fantastic. Um, yeah, so you came... We know what your historical impact was then. You you came down to Russia, saw that they were in this age of, of sort of benightedness and looking inwards and went, no, no, we're going to change that. So you were, you were influential in on Peter himself... Uh, in driving um, Russian culture in a different direction. I'm pretty pleased with that, actually. That sounds like a lot of fun. Fantastic. All right. Um, so the last thing we need, then, is to figure out a little bit more about your um, appearance. Now, obviously, you, you, you were someone who was able to fit in with the Russian court to some extent, um, but if you look on 56, you can choose... Uh, your apparent gender and apparent age. Uh, so angels have a spiritual sense, uh, what they call the vessel, but over that they wear... Um, yes, an Epicurean is possibly the right word for it. Thank you, Andrew. Um, the one who... People who want to taste everything. Um, taste the, the best of things. Uh, yes, over your vessel you wear a semblance of humanity, which is basically a reflexive thing that you put up as a camouflage when you enter Earth. So it's usually based on the culture and where you land and the people around you. Um, you can choose, as always, or you can draw randomly from page 56 for your age and your gender. Uh, whilst I drew female for my gender, um, I feel like maybe a being male would be more appropriate for that time period and to be that influential in court unless I'm a mistress and I don't want to go down the mistress route. Sure. So I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the unfortunate nature of the patriarchy and be a man. Sorry, yeah. man. Um, Congrats on your bollocks. <laughs> I have drawn 20s for my age, which would be about the right kind of age yep. to be um, influential 
yes, without absolutely. being too old and too young. Fantastic. I could um, be one of Peter's drinking buddies. Yeah. I, yeah, drink vodka because I'm actually really good at that. It's the only alcohol I can drink. Fantastic. Peter the Great's drinking buddies. Um, yeah, you might even, you could even feel that your angelic spirit is something more feminine, but it made sense at the time to just appear male. Um, we talk in the game about the fact that because it is a, it is a, uh, a shield, uh, a shell that angels, uh, intersect a little bit with, with these ideas of, of presentation that, that, uh, uh, trans people and non-binary people deal with, um, Angels are just wearing a costume, so they understand. I'm actually non-binary myself, so this is very interesting, and I look forward to hearing more. Fantastic. Um, your last, the second last part of character generation, although you wear an image of humans, uh, every angel has a mark which reveals that they are not, for those who might look closely. Some of them are, are relatively invisible. Um, for example... Uh, Veronica, Lois's character, has an incredibly high density. She weighs about a ton, despite looking uh, like a normal human being uh, in terms of her shape. Um, whereas Rose, for example, um, is not actually bound to physical gravity and her feet never touch the floor. Um, so that's on page Comes 57. Handy. Comes in handy, yes. Okay, so I'm having a look at this, and whilst I drew uh, 21, which is uh, the card of the world, um, I, I don't like this animalistic habit for, for being all courtly. What yeah. I really do like, though, is, uh, where was it? You constantly emit a tiny noise, not from any orifice. And I feel like that would be particularly unnerving when people are drunk. Yeah. And they're like, I can hear this high-pitched, like, squealing noise, and I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, that's but cool. That would be oh, interesting. Like, hearing a noise, though, rather than emitting it. No, no, no other people yeah, hear no, it. Yeah, other people hearing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's like getting tinnitus around. Every, everyone yeah. around you thinks they have tinnitus, yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, you can choose what kind of noise it is. Um, yeah. But yes. Um, you're just like probably a constant screaming is a bad idea. So just like a whine, the kind of like like a whine violin noise my dog makes when he wants feeding. Um, it's not like it's not like the psycho noise. Um, that's excellent. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a Probably go to a lot of parties, so then the noise drowns it out, you know. From and then, like when it gets quiet, people are like, "There's that noise again." Um, the last step of character generation is your current mortal connection. Um, every angel has one human in their life, at least, that they use to try to keep them grounded, um, and uh, that they have some connection to. Even if they're a pure, perfect stranger, they might never have said a word to them. Um, but it's gotta they... be Peter, right? Well, no, no, that's someone in history. It, the the mortal connection is someone who's alive now. Um, that is so that is is involved in the stories of the time. 
You can have, uh, um, you could have met hundreds of, fa- of famous people, but your mortal connection is someone who's alive right now. And when Sorry, what time are we in now? It is the modern day. It is, it is 2019. In Peru? Yes. doesn't have to be someone in Peru, uh, because we will be tr- going around the world. I feel like my, my angel will have kind of gotten a bit of a love for Russia. And, um, like, whilst I want to go, maybe they're a member of Rotva, like the, the Russian mafia. That, that's, that's kind of sinister. And, uh, but I, I kind of like the idea of they're borderline alcoholic for an angel because they got so heavily involved in Russian drinking. That mm-hmm. uh, they, they're someone like a bartender because I did see this with an option, um, number six, is bartender. Yeah. I kind of like that. There's a, just some bartender they met once on a bender. Somewhere like in a really small town in the middle of nowhere, and that's just their person. They yep. just went, Oh my god, they're amazing. Oh, yes, hello, dog. What do you want? Fantastic. Yeah, so if you ever need a grounding or someone who, who understands you, um, you can go back to that bar. Fantastic. Um, awesome. Fantastic. Um, Right, well, the, that brings us to the, the, the details that you determine yourself, except for memories. We now, the last part of character generation is that uh, you get your skills by um, uh, getting memories. So angels can't learn skills the way that, that humans learn skills, um, in the sense that they don't become, they don't use rote learning and, and physical learning, they don't have any, any uh, muscle memory. Every memory that they have, uh, every skill that they possess is a memory of the past. Um, and so when we when angels gain skills, they have to describe when and where they learned that skill. Um, so you get one for yourself, and then you're going to have one from uh, the other three angels who are here today um, who will reflect um, on things that they have, have interacted with you. Um, that will give you one more than the others start with, but that will catch you up at the end of Peru, presumably having approximately the same amount. So your first uh, memory is allows you to sort of shape your character a little bit. You've obviously established a few things in the background, so it might, might make sense, for example, to have uh, mixology as a skill, or carousing, or know where the good pubs are. Uh, a skill can be quite an open concept. Um, and yeah, it you, you don't have to add any extra memories if it already um, uh, fits into into what we already know about you. Uh, just as long as we can ground it in a place and a time. I want to be that person who the bartender goes to first at a bar. Oh wow! Yeah, get served first. That's definitely a, a skill. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Attention. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, command attention. Basically, it would be the skill. Interesting. I never even thought of that as a skill. Um, oh, it's a skill. It's really a skill. <laughs> Maybe it's more just me dealing with my own depressing reality that I never command attention. Well, well. Yay. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sad I have to go face. make out with a goat in the street to command attention. 
Look at me, I've got a goat. Hello. Like, like oh, from... my boy. Excuse me, I got a boy. When um when Grandpa Simpson was trying to be cool. Look at me, I'm cool. I'm riding a bike. All right. Um. Excellent. So we have a memory of. Can you tell us a time when you showed off this this amazing skill? Anywhere in history from when you arrived on Earth uh, to, to modern day. Could even be yesterday. Okay, so I'd like to think we're in like some ridiculously overcrowded, really trendy bar and everyone is like, why are we here? We're never going to get served. Step up to the bar, serve straight away. I'd like to be with my angelic crew just so I can show off my skill. And they're like, why do you have this power? It's so pointless. <laughs> nice. So you were you were in a bar with some angels. Uh, any kind of give us a time period. Like this is this like modern day New York where it's really or or is it um, you know any give us a time maybe, in history. Maybe during Prohibition when it's even harder to get alcohol. Nice. Yeah. In in America that is. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, so um, I think we actually have a memory about Chicago in the 1920s at some point. I remember thinking of another game I played on the weekend. Um, I might be misthinking. Anyway, yeah, so sometime in Prohibition uh, in America, presumably, 1920s, uh, New yeah, York, so good. Chicago, somewhere around there. Somewhere like that. We can add details. The details are important for my character. They yep. don't have the best uh, recollection for locations, I would imagine. Sure. Because of all the drinking. Yep. Um, fantastic. All right, so you jot down the skill uh, in question is command attention. And that would probably be a moving skill or possibly a speaking skill. I guess, I guess speaking. I, I call it speaking. Yeah. So every skill has a sort of comes under one of the five classes. Um, either it's a it's striking, enduring, moving, speaking, or knowing. And that sounds like a speaking skill because you're basically going to address people and communicate with it in some way. Um, so yes, command attention uh, in brackets speaking would be the skill. And then just a knock down that it come it comes from you. It's a memory from you. And then, uh, yeah, 1920s um, U.S. Um, uh, Prohibition era. Sounds um, perfect. So what's going to happen now is that the other angels are going to talk about times that they've crossed paths with you. Uh, they're going to describe a scene um, where they ran into you, what you were doing. Um, it's a memory. It's something that they have as a memory of you. Um, so they'll be describing it from their point of view. They might get some things wrong or disagree, you know, things that you might say, well, I know that that's not how it happened, but that's how they remember it. It will be an emotional memory. So it's something that there's an emotion attached to it, but it's in a memory where you are the star. So it will, you will be the person who is doing the thing, uh, doing an action or some sort of deed or, or behavior in the scene. And after they describe the scene, you can choose... Uh, what skill that um, that you want to get from that? Yep, cool. So, does anyone want to jump in and start us off? 
I can. Yep. Uh, do we have a character name yet? No. Uh, so, Jess's Angel. Something to be Russian. Announced. Just call me Dima for now. Dima. Um, so, when was the last time you were actually in Russia, Dima? The 1990s was a pretty fun time to be in Russia. Hmm. Because, um, dear God, when I ran into you in Russia, like, I just had no concept of time. Like, I'd just been on one of my legendary library benders. I'd just gone absolutely bonkers. And you found me in a pile of rags in the street. And you were just like, <laughs> Grandma had a wild night, good on her. And you went and bought me a bottle. But... Instead of the bottle, I, I grabbed for a fountain pen at, um, sort of like in your pocket and I just start sucking the end of it just like um, a child with a lollipop. I'm just so thrilled to have a pen and that puts a spark in my eye. And this is completely bizarre to you. You take a few steps away and I'm just like, wait, oh, it's not weird. you need this book. And I hand you a book. So what's... What would you like the book to be about? Yeah. The book could be the skill, or it could be the skill of, of caring for people who you find on the side of the street. I, I, um, I like the idea that I would look after people, um, and, but I also like that I could accidentally provide what you need. Ooh. Because you didn't need the presumably bottle of vodka on my someone's grandma, because that's what you do in Russia. Um, yeah. You actually wanted the ink in my pen because you're some kind of weird ink creature. Um, I feel like I provide what you need. I, 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 I like like the black market. I get you what you need. Yeah. So it could be it could be like um, serendipity since you weren't sure. Or like or, a bartering skill, even. A what skill? Like a bartering Well, yes, um, scrounging is, is what they often call it, the ability to just go away and come back with whatever is actually needed. Um, yes, yes, perfect. If you've seen um, The Great Escape, like one of the guys that they get in the team, they have, like, they have the, the, the digger and the, you know, the forger, and then there's the guy who's the scrounger, and they're like, we need, you know, 15 eggs and planks of wood that are exactly two metres long, and, you know, <laughs> half a gun, and he comes back five minutes later going, here, I found these. And they're like, what? What happened to the other half a gun? Yeah. Story for another time. Someone else needed that. Um, fantastic. All right, so scrounging, um, and that was a, from... Would that the, do with moving? Uh, it, could like be, it could be moving, but it could, also be, it could also be knowing. Um, knowing, uh, yeah. Yeah, because it's just about knowing where to get things. Uh, MacGyver, MacGyver builds things rather than scrounge them. Um, but it's close. It's close to MacGyver. Um, uh, if you hear Steve randomly reacting to things, it's because a couple of us in, in chat, in a, in a text chat, yeah, sorry, that hearing was... a quite furious... No, it's fine, Steve. It's just happened a couple of times that I'm, I'm usually the one responsible. Confusing people out there in, in podcast land. Occasionally people are typing things and you can't see them. So Andrew was suggesting it's a bit like MacGyver, but MacGyver is a, is a, a, a builder, an engineer. He does yeah. you know, find weird stuff first. 
He finds chocolate, yeah. and then it just happens to be the thing to seal the hole in the nuclear reactor. But, yeah, yeah. Um, right, like... Anyway, Harahill, thanks you for your pen. <laughs> fantastic. So we jot down uh, scrounging. Memory came from Harahill, and it was 1990s streets of Russia. Streets of Moscow. Streets of Vladivostok. Um, I feel I feel like if um, Hell is going for a library binge, Vladivostok is not the place to be going. I would be staying Moscow. <laughs> right, cool. I don't know anything about Russian libraries, so that's good. We're in all learning. Fairness, what else is there to do in Vladivostok? Besides go drink, to... <laughs> drink ink. Um... All right, so we need a memory from um, Rose and from Charles. I I remember. Um... Oh God! Back in back during the Russian Revolution, um, uh, I, I I just remember you um, distracting the Bolsheviks, um, you know, keeping them occupied, and um, giving me enough cover to to, to sneak uh, the real Anastasia out of their captivity. Oh yes, because I would definitely be a white Russian. The uh, the white Russians being the people who supported the royals. Yeah. I would definitely be one of those, simply because of my ties to Peter the Great, I wouldn't be able to kind of get over that too easily. So, yeah, I help get Anastasia out. I like that. So, those tasty Kahlua-based beverages. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> um, fantastic. All right. So, uh, the skill was um, distracting in some way, was it? You were distracting the soldiers? I can't remember yeah. what you said, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. provided a distraction, uh, distracted the Bolsheviks. Excellent. And it, how was the distraction done? Was it like, you know, was it doing a sexy dance or was it blowing up the street? There's lots of ways to distract people. I mean, a sexy dance, sure, why not? That sounds like fun. But I feel like explosions would also be lots of fun. Or maybe even after a Molotov. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Starting fires. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you could have just, you could have just like, you know, r- rambled on at them for, for like, just uh, filibustered them. I have an onion on my belt. You know, communist, with communist propaganda for a while. You know, I like, to be one of those dirty. I like the idea that you can find exactly what you need to start a fire and then start, start a, a fire. Start a fire, yeah. So I'm thinking explosives. <laughs> Or, or something along those lines. Um, sounds like a good, a good um, skill for me. Um, and that would be. And that is, and that is when I vow to never work with you again, because some of us. Are... Well, you cut out there, Jake. I think you're going to say appreciate subtlety. We appreciate the value of subtlety, yes. or at least yes. I do. Fantastic. All right. So um, the memory comes from Rose. And is um, from the Russian Revolution. Huh. Presumably, after that, you went running back, running off to America, which is and uh, ended up there for prohibition. We need a memory from Charles. Yeah, so um, I've been kind of pottering around and, and googling stuff in the background, and I think knowing the way that Charles would work on on this particular one. Um, he would have probably been white anting Napoleon Bonaparte, and that would then get, you know, inevitable 
conflict with Russia and somewhere in the middle of all that court intrigue and all the rest of it, uh, basically either trying to convince Bonaparte to overreach into, uh, you know, the, the attack of 1812 or, you know, something something else similar to try or maybe failed and that's why 1812 went through. But the idea that, uh, yeah, I was moving and trying to make things happen so that Bonaparte failed sooner mm-hmm. throughout a lot of the Napoleonic Wars and um, crossed paths with Russia multiple times. So kind of anywhere in that bit of history of, you know, France and Russia really love each other. Um, sounds like a good spot to have a memory. So I'm a bit fuzzy on the exact timelines on, on stuff and, and just seems to be something of a Russia expert. So it seems easy. What to kind of, well, then tell us um, what kind of scene was it like? Are we on the battlefield where you ran into each other? Are we in a, uh, oh, no, are we, are we having a negotiation? Something, something oh. off from that. Um, Perhaps negotiating in a, in a, in a, in a chateau, a peace treaty, or is it, Politics and, and tactics? It would probably be more politics and tactics, um, considering that, you know, Charles encouraged people to uh, restrain the power of the Dauphin. That's one of his earliest works. Were you selling each other state secrets in a, in a, in a coffee shop? Yeah, that kind of thing sounds very, very much him. You know, a little intel here, you know, a, a little something yeah. there. I would say um, that the state secret selling sounds like the kind of thing that angels would probably do because I imagine they're probably not all about causing wars. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so in general, so, so that you know, to just um, Charles is a little bit along the lines of, look, if we have to blow up a village to end a war, then yeah, I suppose not a problem. Um, you know, we, we, we try not to horribly murder people, but, yeah, some of them will die on the way. Um, so, yeah, the I idea see. of yeah. a, a, a stigmatic person that could be, you know, leading a death or two is really not outside what Charles would uh, let someone have. Fantastic. So uh, some sort of skill of um, knowing it could be military espionage. intelligence or espionage, yeah, Um Smuggling documents, making contacts, passing them on to people. Um, all Maybe sorts it's of... to do with it is who you know, like knowing the right people. Yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be, um, uh, yeah, just like uh, uh, identify, networking. identify, yeah, networking, identifying key individuals in in situations, or yeah, having contacts. I won't really have a contact in every city, but, um, yeah, um, political networking, perhaps we could call it. Uh, probably even has a nice business card. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, no matter what language you speak, you can read it because that's angel magic. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly my angel magic. That suggests that your second dominion might be uh, communion. Um, uh, yes, actually it is. I did um, I did draw that earlier. Um, I just hadn't mentioned it. Whilst we are mentioning 1812, I would like to say it was my idea to put the cannon in the overture. I just slipped that into chuck yep. <laughs> oh, you have a you have a you have a really nice business card. 
Is it bone, and is the lettering something called Cillian Ray? <laughs> <laughs> On eggshell. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, fantastic. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, like explosives, really important. Definitely have to go in music. Um, fantastic. All right, so now we know whose fault it was, as always. Um, all right. You say fault, I say fun. Yeah. Um, fantastic. That's good mother. Now, are we getting memories from, uh, from, from Dima, or, or are we saving that for... We'll save that for in play, I think, um, for now. Um... Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll catch you guys up with memories from Dima once we drop into the game itself. So we've now got a bunch of skills for Dima. Um, we will look for... Oh, how do we spell that? That's a good question. D-I-M-A? Or is it German? D-I-M-A. D-I-M-A? Fantastic. All right, we'll start. We can, if we want to change that, we can. But we'll get that all written down and written up. And we'll bring in um, Dima in the future... Uh, in our adventures in Peru, our heroes were last seen disappearing into a temple, uh, or large pyramidical structure anyway, in the middle of the of Peruvian jungle, um, and ending up in, in all sorts of traps and things like that. Um, perhaps they'll need some help from an outside contact from someone they haven't run into for a while. Um, but that's all for our episode today. We'll pick things up next week. Uh, when we hear, continue the exciting adventures of our angels in earthly treasures. Uh, so say goodnight, everybody. I can't remember how to say it in Russian. I think it's Vecha uh, uh, is evening, I think, but my Russian is very rusty, so I'll just have to say it in English. Good night. Fantastic. Hey. I believe it's a good night ski every bodski. Fantastic. <laughs> Perfect Russian there. We'll see you all in the future. Thanks everybody and good night. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.